Hey guys, this is the 100th episode of the Let God Die podcast. I was surprised at how many misconceptions I had myself and the chains that fell from watching this podcast each week. And so I can't thank the Let God Die podcast enough for um, connecting me to friends I would have never had. So thank you, Let God Die. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that we are now posting our episodes to YouTube. We will continue to release our episodes in audio format, but wanted to offer an extended cut, complete with awkwardness and banter and sometimes full conversations that don't make it into the final episode. Hop over to YouTube and search for Let God Die to check those out. All right, Calvin. So this is the episode... 100. Today is mostly just going to be like a reflecting back, um, us talking about some of our favorites and sharing some uh, some words from friends um, who submitted videos and uh, they just shared about, you know, some of their favorite episodes um, and just kind of what the podcast has meant to them, um, which to me is really cool. Uh, just looking back on uh, when this was just an idea uh, long ago. And it was never meant to be a podcast. It was just going to be a video series. There was a long time period where uh, I didn't do anything with the Let God Die concept. Um, really because I was kind of freaked out of what it could be. Um, you know, just like with a name like Let God Die, there was a big part of me that was like, uh, I don't know, this could be taken the wrong way by people that I care about a lot. My initial kind of motive and thought behind Let God Die was, uh, I, I think, just misplaced. Um, so had I kind of about it, uh, years back, I think it would have come from a lot of frustration and from a lot of, um, confusion, but yeah, uh, yeah, Cal, just kind of thinking back, um, if you were to just kind of summarize, uh, what, what this journey has been like for you. This has been nothing short of challenging. Um, it's been way more encouraging, but definitely challenging. Like, to know how powerfully the Lord's been at work in, like, the 99 people we've so interviewed and how, like, it's it's been so different and, different and, like, so specific for each person. Yeah. Like, for me, like, even, like, little thoughts or, like, closed-minded ways I used to think about how God works has completely just opened up since then. And uh, I think I've seen more sides of his character displayed through the lives of our friends and those other people that we've interviewed. And, like... For me, there have been times where uh, in certain interviews that I'll just be like, man, like, Jesus, you're definitely a working this person because there's no way I would have came to that solution or there's no way, like, I would have thought that way on my own. What what I'm taking from what you're saying is, like, putting ourselves maybe in the shoes of other people and what they've been through, just that, I don't know, may, maybe the things that uh, have like embedded bitterness in us, like are the very things that have drawn other people to the father, you know, which is, which is wild. Um, and I think just kind of like hearing other people's stories, uh, kind of puts my own story in a different context and like has, uh, caused me to like, see a lot of, just a lot of like little things that I never saw as like the hand of God in my life. You know, when, when I hear someone else like share something similar or something that, Maybe it doesn't even necessarily relate, but I'm just like, ah, that was like a, a turning point for me. And I never looked at it that way, that type thing. Yeah, definitely. Like, 
yeah, we'll get into specifics later because there were a couple podcasts. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like, like Jesus was just like wrecking me the whole time, like to the point where I couldn't say anything. I just had to take it in. But yeah, when when things like that happen, like that's definitely a sign of love, and it's really cool. Whereas before it was like really discouraging. It was like, oh man, I have a long way to go. <laughs> But instead, it's like, man, this is cool. The Lord wants to bring me to this place. But, dude, it's been a journey. I think that's been the word. It's been exciting. It's been challenging. It's been sad. There's been a lot of stories that are just, like, crazy, tragic, you know? So there have been times where, like, it's been sobering. But also it's been, like, enjoyable and fulfilling and encouraging. So, yeah, it's been a, a journey. I think that's the word I would definitely use for it. For sure. Yeah. So Calvin, uh, I did want to get into a little bit of uh, just uh, talking about, yeah, maybe some particulars. Uh, What are a couple episodes that stand out to you as um, really making an impact or ones that have stuck with you? Man. um, Who? Joel Kime. There's this guy. uh, He, when he was was like 17 and he was speeding and he, he hit an Amish buggy and killed uh the lady inside of it and she had just gotten married to her husband and hearing his story of forgiveness in the midst of that um from his from his family and then really powerfully from this amish family like within a week of him accidentally killing their their daughter he he was at their house having dinner with them um hearing about the powerful like radical forgiveness that's available in jesus christ just wrecked me (laughs) like i feel emotional thinking about it Uh, i was cooking breakfast one day at my parents house and literally just just crying into my potatoes while i cooked them um because it was so beautiful and so moving and yeah just the unmerited all-encompassing grace and forgiveness of god that podcast changed a lot of what i thought about grace for me, that was super challenging because in light of times where I've been done wrong, I felt like validated to just be angry and upset. But in light of this young lady who was, I think she was about seven, between 17 and 19, I believe it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there was a particular age, you know, that, that was given, but uh, he was 17. Um, I know that much. Um, so yeah, he was just a young guy who, you know, uh, having, yeah, having, you know, ended someone's life because of his decision, you know, like had the potential to, I mean, like really ruin his future and just everything, the trajectory of his life. That story, it it shifted something to me. And like, we talked for a while. Like, I think we like talked after the podcast even for a while because like, it was so crazy how they decided in light of, everything that happened that they weren't going to like hold grudges against him for anything. And they were going to welcome him in. And he meant, he mentioned being like completely and utterly like terrified the entire time. Cause not knowing that he's like putting his life at the mercy of these people, but they, they just like welcomed him in and forgave him. I think more than anything, just like his humble heart with, with everything. And, um, just, uh, yeah, you know, he's the guy's a pastor now. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's not the, the one thing that I've loved, um, more than just about anything is talking with people that are, you know, just kind of like normal dudes, you know, um, 
I mean, you you could say that he has like a platform, quote unquote, you know, uh, being being a pastor. But yeah, I mean, he's he's just like I, I write about his story in a book um, and decided to track him down. Um, and uh, even just like his reaction uh, when I first emailed him, um, he just said something like, "Man, that's been you know uh, more than twenty five years years ago now." And uh, he said it's kind of wild that it just continually keeps coming up, you know? Um, and my first thought was like, man, I don't know if it was kind of like stepping on toes or, you know, like dredging up something that's like just really difficult to face. But his reaction was just like, yeah, I, I definitely will take any opportunity there is to, to share that story, you know, and share the story of God's grace and that repentance is not, yeah, like turning a blind eye and like acting like something didn't happen. But really it is like, seeing the results of our sin and the result of our choices um, having such a devastating effect yet resting in the fact that um, that we've been forgiven you know um, and uh, and I don't say resting in the fact that we've been forgiven in like a dismissive way of like oh not big not a big deal more so like recognizing like no it is a big deal like it's it like f's things up you know like yeah. when we do our own thing um and uh i mean it can have devastating um you know uh irreparable damages uh at at times when joel mentioned that he sometimes like hates going to the to the family you know of uh of this of this girl who passed away um and he sometimes hates like going uh, down the road uh, where the crash happened. Um, but, but he was saying that like, it's just like a very sobering reminder of like what his negligence caused. Um, God's grace is not that we, uh, condemn ourselves or live in condemnation or live in guilt or live in shame. But, um, but just seeing it in that light and in that lens of, um, really just kind of like always having some type of like marker or reminder of like, yeah, when I'm left to like my own devices and going my own way, like it's naturally things are, you know, uh, messy. Um, things get really off. And, um, yeah, I guess just kind of seeing more of those things as like a reminder to, uh, to rely on God. Um, instead of them being a reminder of us sucking, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that, that constant understanding of our, our need to be dependent on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like our sin is a reminder, like you said, of that, that like, it's like, it does carry weight. It does mm-hmm. carry weight. And like, though we are saved, like from the wrath of God, like our sin still has consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like you said, sometimes they're irreparable, even if it comes to a point of like a life being lost, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, as a result of it, like our sin carries so much weight and like not to let that weight, like you said, condemn us, but to be a constant reminder of our need and our dependency on Jesus and his grace mm-hmm. to like continue to transform us. Yeah. So, yeah, like that was one of the most sobering, but encouraging podcast i think i've ever listened to i mean essentially like the cross you know is one of those markers you know i've started to see it as like um you know kind of like putting sin on display putting 
our, uh, you know, our selfishness to choose our own way on display that like when our own way is taken to that extreme, you know, it literally kills perfection. Um, it kills, you know, God's holiness. And I'm not saying God's holiness can be defeated, but you know, um, like that's what it does. It is the antithesis of all that God has for us when we just completely, um, pursue our own, you know, our own way to the point that we stray that far from the heart of God. I heard a pastor once say that, like, in the Bible recalls that uh, in Isaiah that Jesus was beaten beyond recognition. Yeah. And, like, him beaten beyond recognition was because when our sin was placed upon him, like, our sin made us unrecognizable to God. So in order for God's wrath to be, like, fully atoned, like, he had to pour it out, and Jesus had to become unrecognizable to the Father in order for our restored value and our purpose to be given back to us through what Jesus purchased on the cross. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, the, the grotesqueness of the cross and the brutality of it, actually, at one point, I didn't, and I had a hard time coming to grips with that, like, the reality that Jesus suffered the way he did. I had a hard time thinking about it. I didn't like to think about it. But like, as I come to, as I'm kind of like growing and understanding more and more of what he actually did, like the brutal grotesqueness and just grossness of the cross actually gives me so much assurance as to how much I'm actually forgiven. Yeah. How willing Jesus was to go for me, like how committed he was to making sure that I'm going to be perfected in him. Like no matter what, like, if the cross was easy, it would seem as if it would be that much easier to just, like, remiss it and throw it away if things in my life got to a point where I felt like they were just too unforgivable or too dirty or, like... Mm -hmm. But when you look at how how brutal Jesus suffered, it goes to show, for one, that he did pay the full penalty, and two, like, he didn't cut corners. And for me... When Jesus said it is finished, I believe him because of how long he endured for the sake of seeing us like all set free. And that brings me a lot of hope. Yeah. Where instead it used to scare me, you know? Yeah. So in, in thinking about like some of the highlights and like my favorite episodes uh, that we've done, um, I don't know. I've enjoyed pretty much every single conversation that we've had. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I was thinking a lot about, um, I guess, kind of what episodes that I reference the most. Um, in conversation with people. Um, there have been like several in particular that, uh, you know, I've, I've just kind of really pitched at, at people, I guess you could say, um, just because they, I think in reality, like the conversations uh, challenged a lot of uh, my beliefs. The uh, the podcast with uh, Seth and Melanie Studley, that's one that Kendra co-hosted co with me. Um, they have the uh, Anatomy of Marriage podcast, um, and that podcast is incredible. Uh, they've been doing a thing where they uh, they record like ten minute episodes. I think every single day they just like delve in really deep uh, in a lot of relational and marital issues. Um, and uh, they were just like really gracious with sharing their story. Um, but uh, that's one that I've shared with a ton of people. Um, and really, if you're listening to this right now, um, you should check out their podcast. Um, uh, forget our podcast. Go over and check out Ana Anatomy of Marriage. Um, I mean, it's great, though. Like, I I feel like I tell more people about their podcast than I tell about our podcast. Um, but, yeah, that one and um, 
Actually, uh, my my cousin Jesse. I mean, he, he just shared a couple stories that were very, very, very difficult for him to wrap his head around um, of discouragement um, in his walk with Jesus um, of times that uh, he expected God to show up in certain ways and he didn't, um, and he didn't know how to deal with that, um, didn't know how to wrap his head around it, didn't know what it meant for him, didn't know what it meant for his walk with God, didn't know what it meant for uh, his belief in God. Um, and uh, yeah, I think just kind of, Anytime that we've had any guest um, where we talk about things that are maybe unresolved or difficult to wrap our heads around, um, that's really kind of given me this space of, uh, I guess, valuing the process um, and not just wanting to have things be all like cookie cutter clean. One of my favorite was from uh, a guy named Mark Thompson. He was diabetic since he was one years old. And, you know, that guy... Uh, you know, overcame uh, heavy narcotic, uh, you know, drug addiction. He was uh, molested when he was younger. And then uh, while he was in jail, he came to know God, man, and his love for him. And uh, it just wrecked his whole life. You know, sharing your own personal testimony helps people more than you'll ever know. My favorite episode to listen to has been the Greg Coles episode what we found in our ministry is that a lot of people are really close-minded when it comes to the LGBT community. And it was awesome to hear something that really resonated with us in, in regards of reaching out to the LGBT community and just letting them know that they are loved and that they have value. So again, thank you guys so much for letting us be a part of your 100th episode celebration. Big congrats and here's to 100 more. So, Cal, you uh, you brought up the Joel Kime episode. Um, is there anything else? Uh, I guess maybe has there been anything said by anybody that has stuck with you in a way that uh, you just find yourself like either, huh, I'm not sure how to really uh, process or deal with that, or has there been anything um, that has stuck with you that has kind of become like more of a recurring thought and um, uh, maybe even like a life mantra if if we want to put it that way yeah it's gonna sound like super cliche but like literally like every single episode like i've walked away with something that was like either needed for me like that i needed directly in the moment um even like uh the the podcast we did the other day with chris still like that was really awesome like understanding how much like our heavenly father loves us and actually wants to like do life with us. And even when things don't seem to make sense that he always makes sense. Like is those little constant reminders that I always find myself like, all right, like things aren't as bad as I think they are in my head. Like God's super good still. Mm-hmm. And he's good in the things that I see. He's good in the things that I don't see. Well, the one that you, I think me and you had a conversation and it was along the lines of like, I'm not the hero of my story. I think that one has always been like a mantra for me ever since hearing that. Because immediately when it was said, I understood exactly what it meant. I thought you said um, that, but I don't know. Maybe that's a... Uh... Could... <laughs> could we talked about that too. Maybe it was a, a conversation that happened before we actually did the podcast. Yeah. Though. But yeah, like that's, that's changed me a lot. Um, there's always this pseudo strength that i feel like people find their courage in especially as a christian where you feel like you're just like you and jesus it's not like jesus loves you through people 
And for me, it was, I didn't believe that I needed people. It was weird. Like, it was just me and the Lord. Like, I thought I was going to be okay. Like, the goal is to be self-sufficient or, um, yeah, well, yeah, I I guess the way that you put it, just you and the Lord, that's not self-sufficient, but yeah. Maybe a lack of interdependence. Yeah, along the lines of like, you know, because like Christ is completely sufficient for me, like indeed, but like he also loves me through people. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like leaning so hard into that side of like, all right, just me and Jesus and not uh, under underappreciating the other side of it where Jesus loves me through community, through brothers and through friends. And like, yeah, like not being a hero of your stories, like you're at the end of the day, like you're the one who's growing. Like, Jesus is the hero. He's the rescuer. He is the savior. Like, me looking Christian enough or me doing Christian things enough or me serving to X, Y, and Z capacity doesn't make God love me more or less. Yeah, yeah. Like, the truth of the matter is, like, I am the one in process. Like, I'm the object of his affection. And, like, he's moving me and he's growing me and he's maturing me. So there are times in my life where, as I'm growing, that my mind is being renewed and I'm not thinking like Jesus and like those things are things that need to be changed. So like, he's constantly changing me. And for that reason, like I embrace that a lot more now, like, you know, that the Lord has to have that way. And I need to just like, like lay it down and surrender. Even if it doesn't make sense, I have to trust that he knows what he's doing to me mm-hmm. and like not having to look strong, but actually be weak. Like Paul said, like, yeah, yeah. if I boasted anything, I boasted my weakness. Cause when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Cause if there's anything that people see in my life that appears strong or appears godly, it's because the Lord put it there. It's not because I work towards it. It's not because of anything that I've done that makes me appear like anything that you see in my life. That's good. is because Jesus put it there mm-hmm. <laughs> point blank period. Like, all of it's him. Anything that in my life that's off or amiss, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And and that's, a, know, I mean, so. that's a thing when I like think about you. Uh, I don't know. Like, I love you, Cal. And uh, I think there is a ton of awesome stuff about you. Like, when I see all that good in you, like, it does point me towards Jesus, you know, and just like, oh, that's like God's goodness in him, you know? Um, and there are so t- so many times that like I just realize like in my mind and in my heart that I'm just like, ah man, I I kind of care more about people thinking like, I don't know, thinking highly of me or something, you know, than uh, yeah. than the focus being on Jesus, you know, and um, yeah, just like when we can get out of the way, and uh, it's just like oh that's a you know, dude's a great person, but like ultimately recognizing it's it's the Jesus in him you know, that is doing the work, you know, and it's not, I don't know, it just, the attention isn't drawn on, on us as individuals, but more on, you know, his grace. And, um, yeah, what, uh, it's funny that you referenced, uh, Crystal's episode, uh, because that one's not out yet. Um, cause I'm going to reference oh, another oops. one that's not out yet. Uh, so yeah, we have a hey. few conversations <laughs> with people coming up that, uh, I'm really psyched about, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, my buddy Caleb, um, he's one of the upcoming episodes and, uh, yeah, just like so much of his heart. It's like, I don't know, dude's awesome. I'm not saying that he's not, but I'm just saying that like so much of 
his approach and just like his humble heart uh to me like points to the fact that like man like god is really just like present in this guy's life um and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know exactly what you said it's just like in that reference to to paul just like when we're weak we're strong you know and uh yeah when we're willing to like take that lowly position and just like recognize that we are in need that's like when god and the people of god can really show up in a way that that uh to me just like glorifies his name and makes the name of god great you know instead of making the making the name of josh or calvin great you know it's right. a beautiful thing yeah it's freeing for real. like the lord had to redefine strength for me and um because the way the world teaches it it's not needing help but for the lord the true definition of strength is complete dependence <laughs> yeah, yeah and like literally in the kingdom like everything is completely flipped over it's upside down and like for a person to carry that mindset that i carried early on in my walk is like it's dangerous because for one um you're not allowed to have issues or problems or you're not allowed to struggle and like for one that's just a lie um we're all in places where we're being changed and transformed every day and being renewed so like there is room for even people who are in like pastoral leadership or anything of the sort not to have flaws but to be invited in for deeper heart change and when you're a person who feels as if you have to have it all together in front of people, you don't allow yourself that place to actually be, um, to be truly loved, honestly. Because, like, you're kind of blocking off the sides you that you feel are undesirable because you don't want people to see those things. Like, that's not living life to the full. That's, that's, that's bondage to, like, the fear of man. And, like when the Lord began to kind of just redefine what that type of strength looked like, it's like boasting in my weakness. Like if anyone knows anything about like my story, like I've come from a very broken place in many parts of my life. And even still as a 30 year old man, like I'm still finding healing from things that have happened years ago and I'm joyful for that stuff now, but it's, it's been a long road, like no doubt. And for me to understand that Jesus loves me as I'm in process and he's encouraging me as I'm in process. Like it makes me go to him when I'm weak rather than trying to be strong on my own. And then once I'm, when I can't figure it out on my own, then finally go to him. Like he's kind of got rid of that entire, like (laughs) that entire like waste of time process between me coming to the end of myself. Like when I actually do it immediately, and acknowledge, like, Lord, like, these things are off in me. Like, I don't, these things are just not of you. Like, I need your heart to, like, either love this person. I need your heart to be who you called me to be. Like, I need eyes to be, to have integrity. You know, like, in those moments, calling out to God and, like, letting him know, like, Lord, I just need your power and I need your strength. And I thank you for your spirit. I thank you that you renewed me. I thank you that you've changed me. I thank you that I'm not the same person I used to be. But that you're you're transforming my heart and that you're making me new in you and you declare me new and you see me as holy, spotless, blameless. Like my whole life is lived for you. Like like those types of prayers in the moments where I'm feeling less than have helped me through so much of my life. And that's really the moments where I feel strongest is when I'm literally at the end of myself. And there's the invitation. Uh, so this podcast has meant a lot to me over the years. I'm um, just hearing Josh and Calvin uh, discuss just real topics with real real people about uh, just where God has taken them and where um, 
God is leading them in the future. So what it's meant to me over the last little while is a chance to hear um, just honest conversations. Josh and Calvin both. I love the friendship that I've had with both of them. I've had discussions with both of them in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and in various states that we've ran across each other um, throughout traveling. I hope that y'all keep doing what you're doing and that God will bless everything. Pretty much every single time that we've walked away from a conversation, I'm just like, oh, man, like just challenged with something new or uh, just encouraged in a new way. But one thing that excites me most is um, talking with people that um, are just kind of like normal, you know, uh, we're all just normal dudes when it comes down to it. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're all just people on a journey. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, there have been times that I've been like really hype about like someone who like has a platform, so to speak, you know, Um, and not because like, oh, more listens, you know, or whatever, but more so like, oh, this is someone that I really respect or maybe who has like influenced me in a really cool way whether it be an author or, um, you know, musician, that type of thing. Um, but, uh, I, I think especially with the recent break, I've just been more and more assessing and like thinking about like, all right, like what do we want this to be moving forward? I just want to like focus on more and more and more, just like normal people living out their faith, you know, who have been radically changed by Jesus, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, when people come that, uh, that, you know, that might be uh, maybe have a, have a platform, whatever that means in the first place. Uh, just like, that's cool. But um, yeah, some of the ones that have stood out to me the most have been just like random people that, that I don't know, like I, I think that maybe if they weren't on, you know, this podcast or another, um, their story wouldn't be heard, you know? Um, and uh, I think that's, like, just, like, such a powerful thing is just, like, sharing our stories, you know. Um, and uh, how often do we really have a chance to share our stories or or to really sit down with someone and ask them what theirs is. Um, you know, and just, like, validate, like, hey, Jesus has changed your heart and that's important and that matters, you know, even if you don't think it compares to, you know, the stories that you hear or whatever, you know, like the fact that you are a son or daughter of God, um, and that Jesus has interacted in your life in a real way that has changed the way that you look at things. Um, and that has changed your heart and changed the trajectory of your life, you know, like that matters. And, um, you know, like let's kind of give license and like give, uh, you know, just give a way for that to be shared there have been quite a few people that we've had on the podcast that, uh, that I've known for a long time. Um, and maybe I've heard like bits and pieces of their story, but, um, there would be like little details that I had zero idea about that was just like, man, that's powerful, you know? And like, that's really like just points to, uh, I don't know what God's really done in your life, you know? Um, and sometimes it's just like, you know, we're not sharing, the story of God at work in the here and now. Yeah. I guess all that to say, uh, I really love when, when it's someone that there's just like, there's something there that just like resonates with me or you. And it's like, they, they need to, you know, they need to share the story of what God's done in their life. You know, even if they don't value or like see that it's super important.
Because, like, do we, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony? Like, the fact that God works so beautifully, I guess, in people's individual interactions with him, like, it goes to show, like, how vast he is and, like, the levels of darkness he's willing to penetrate to show us how much he loves us. Yeah. I think that's what speaks to me through each individual story. Um, and, like, you don't have to be, like, a person who meets Jesus in a back alley in New York, like, high on heroin. Like, and if that's your story, like, praise be to God. Like, that's awesome. But, like, you can be just, like, a regular everyday dude who just struggles with selfishness and just not a love for people. And it's equally just as powerful when the Lord transforms either heart, you know? Because, like, that work is so, is it's a miracle. Like, salvation is a miracle. Yeah. It is. Like, the work of God in a person's heart to tangibly, like, for one, bring them to a place where they understand, like, I am utterly broken and I have no hope of self-repairing myself. There has to be a God who's willing to take everything that I've ever screwed up and make it right or else there's just no hope in living. Like, there there has to be to come to that realization as a person is a miracle to find to try to find strength outside of yourself and like salvation in and of itself is such a miracle when a person is able to say like jesus christ is lord and this is how he stepped into my life and rescued me when i didn't deserve it and show me mercy when i should have got judgment and gave me grace when i didn't deserve a second chance like this is the jesus i want to introduce you to him and this is how this is played out in my life like We've done 99 interviews and no interview has ever been the same. Yeah. And it's so powerful. Like even the ones that we're going to do from here forward, they're never going to be the same as the other 99. Like there's always going to be something new to glean from it. There's always going to be a new side of God's character is going to be displayed through that person's life. And there's also going to be a deeper reason for me to love Jesus from that one individual story. Like, I'll have another reason yet again to trust in God's faithfulness, to trust in his ability to rescue, to trust in his ability to forgive, and to trust in his ability to move me forward and to perfect me. And that's one of the reasons why I'm just so excited to be a part of this thing. And, like, it's, it's ridiculous. It shaped me forever. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a normal thing, um, but... I guess I just wanted to kind of present maybe a, a call to action to anyone listening. Um, just, um, I don't know if this is not something that you normally do, um, in life, uh, just make it a point to notice, you know, like the hand of God at work, um, in maybe the people around you, um, maybe people in your community that you've never sat down and like asked, like, dude, what's your story? You know, like, um, how has God interacted in your life? You know? Um, and if the reaction is like, I don't really have much of a story, you know, like try to, try to dig deep, you know, and try to dig, dig out just like, all right, well, all right. Like when, when did your faith become your own? You know, like, uh, even just starting there can be huge. Almost never present like, Hey, this is a challenge for our listeners. But, um, but yeah, um, just want to put that out there. Um, cause, uh, yeah, we all have stories. I think we all um like to share um you know what we've been through um and just like how we've how we've changed and transformed but a lot of time we don't make space for that um and i think it's just because it takes intention you know and it takes 
a little bit of stepping outside of uh, the norm that we're comfortable with. Um, but uh, yeah, just some beautiful things, some really cool friendships can come out of that. Um, and just like Calvin was saying, an expanded view of how God is at work. Yeah, um, if you guys get any positive feedback from that, uh, shoot us a video clip or like a message talking about it and like what your, that experience was for you. I think that would be kind of cool too, even like later podcast episodes to like play a couple of those. Yeah. Like our, our view of God can start so small, but it can it can grow over time. The more you see it like played out in other people's lives and other people's hearts. And if you're open to that type of thing, um, prayerfully, like we ask that like the Lord will meet you in that and you're risk taking and that when you do it, you won't be let down, but you'd actually be met with so much grace and with a deeper knowledge of how loved you are by Jesus um, personally and intentionally. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for uh, letting us talk at you guys. Um <laughs> It's kind of funny because yeah. uh, I feel like, yeah, th- this has kind of been a weird conversation for me just because, I don't know, like to talk about our podcast on our podcast uh, is kind of a strange thing. But um, <laughs> but really, like it's, I don't know, it's not about us or our story. It's not about our guests' stories even. It's about like the story of God at work um, and really wanting to magnify who he is. And the fact that like he is actively changing hearts, um, and I believe that with everything that, that I am, you know, just that the God of the Bible is not just, um, you know, restrained to he was active a couple thousand years ago, um, but uh, you know he's still active and still moving, um, and uh, just that uh, we need to make more and more space to to share these stories um, and to really just uh bring attention to uh yeah just uh, the goodness of, of the father um so yeah thank you guys for listening uh, it means the world just every single listen uh really does make Seriously. a difference um and uh yeah time and time again uh pretty much every single episode when me and me and calvin start out with a guest like uh one of us prays and like part of our prayer is you know like if <laughs> if this needs to connect with any any listener you know like we want to be open to that but also you know maybe it's just for me maybe it's just for calvin maybe it's just for our guest you know um and uh yeah um just trusting that god's gonna do what he wants with with this so yeah thank you guys for uh helping us to make this 100 and um yeah Uh, cool things to come. One big thing that I really liked about the Let God Die podcast is that it tackled common misconceptions that people really base their whole lives and futures around certain beliefs and certain systems that they could have been living by their whole life and didn't know that these things wasn't really biblical. Having Having a place to talk about things in God that are hard or that we don't understand or that don't make sense uh, and to be able to be open and vulnerable with it, I think was really cool. And I think like God Die has done like such a good job of bringing in like a really diverse and unique chorus of voices to, to talk about things that are hard and to share how they've seen God uh, authentically working in their lives. 
uh, in their successes and in their failures. And uh, yeah, thanks Josh and Calvin for doing it. Uh, you know, it's a labor of love, um, but it's a seed sown and it makes a difference. And the word never comes back void. God always does it and he's faithful to do it. I uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to see what else we're up to, uh, to listen to past episodes, you can head over to LetGodDie.com. And if you want to check out the extended cut of this episode, search Let God Die on YouTube. If you'd like to help us continue doing what we do, you can head over to LetGodDie.com and click on the support tab. Any contribution would be much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time, and we will see you next week.